like, okay, I'm not dissing anyone's taste. If you like Drake, you like Drake, you know? Yeah, right. Okay. Because, like, I, I, I just feel like... Listen to whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Watch whatever makes you happy. Obviously, it's it's like I it's feel like all... we should make this dis- we should have made this disclaimer in like the first episode of Box Office Boys. If we shit on Romeo and Juliet and you loved that movie, that's okay. You're not a bad person for liking that movie. Because if if you, if you like it, if you enjoyed it, that's what movies are for, right? Because here's the thing, I don't know what I said in the Incredibles podcast, but I do understand Drake's appeal. Like, I get why he's popular. He's easy listening. He's such easy listening. super easy listening. He's like, he's basically the lo-fi chill hip-hop beats (laughs) for the mainstream. Exactly. And it's like, I get it. He's, you know, there's nothing profound in his lyrics at all. Like, that's objective. Come on. Yeah. Like. I don't think even. (laughs) You remember that shit? That's not. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about that, dude. <laughs> Roll the intro, Stephen. You are tuning into the box office boys. Tell your papa. What's up, guys? You're listening to the Box Office Boys. I'm Tony. I'm Victor. So this week we're doing something a little different. We're doing the the San Diego Comic Con Extravaganza episode. SDCC 2018. Yeah, boys. Exclusive Bo Boys yeah. coverage. So we just got back from San Fran- uh, San Diego. Sorry. Yeah, it's a ni- nice. Uh, it's a city. Right? <laughs> nice city. We got back from the beautiful. Um, Beautiful tropical country of San Diego. <laughs> um, I did not follow San Diego. Comic-Con. I didn't know it was going on. I like, knew I, the way I found out was I was looking at my YouTube recommended and I kept seeing trailers, trailers, yeah. And then after like the tenth repost of like the Aquaman trailer, I was like, "Yo, I think it's." I think something's going on. Yo, is it E3? <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, it's... it's... Yo, is it Anime North? <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. You know, it's a big deal. Uh, let's get the synopsis from <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> made, made 100 in the box office. Um, SDCC starring Dan Hartman and Justin Roy. <laughs> yeah, so, so, basically, what we're, what we're going to do here, uh, you know, we didn't follow it. But we spent the past hour watching basically all the trailers that came out during San Diego Comic Con, and we're just gonna, you know, go through, uh, go go through the, you know, all the new movies and new TV shows. See what we like. See what we didn't like. Probably mostly not liking things. San Diego Comic Con International is a multi-genre entertainment and comic convention held annually in San Diego, California. The name, as given on its website, is Comic-Con International, colon, San Diego. 
but it is commonly known as Comic-Con or the San Diego Comic-Con or SDCC. You're getting the best coverage, let me tell you, yeah. right here. Listening to the box office, boys, you're going you're gonna to get everything, and it's going to be... Magnifique. It's going to be great. Yeah, so... Um... Okay, okay. Before we get into Comic-Con, what have you been up to, Victor? What have I been up to this week? I don't know, past, past week or so. I've been, uh, I've been going to a lot of concerts. That was really, it, I bought all these tickets back in like, like a few months ago thinking, oh, you know, these would be nice to like scatter around the summer, like a few events to go to. They happened all within, I didn't know. They were all within the span of like four or five days. So who'd you see? Uh, I was there, we went to see Japanese Breakfast together. That was, that was the very first one. Yes. That was, uh, really cool. I've seen her before, uh, and you know. She puts on a great show. She's great. She has uh, very good merch, always. Yeah. I think the designs are... Mwah, magnifique. Um, how, many, um, how many Korean women out of 10 do you rate that show? Uh, I give it like a... <laughs> eight Korean women out of 10. All right. Yeah, eight Korean women out of 10. It's a great show, you know. Um, I... I guess it's because I've seen her twice. Like I would give a, a slightly higher score for the when I saw her last year, um, because I just felt that show just felt a lot more intimate in a smaller setting. Mm-hmm. Um, then the very next day, keep in mind, uh, these concerts are all in Toronto. I don't live in Toronto. Yeah, no, so we both a, don't live in. It's Toronto. a bit of a trek yeah. as well. And I have work during the day. So, mm-hmm. do you take a day off work when you went to see Radiohead? No. No, you just went. No, out I've just been getting like three or four hours of sleep every night. Right on. It's uh not not ideal, but uh, next day, uh, tricked out to see Radiohead for their first night back in in Toronto in like ten years. Is that at the ACC? Yeah. Oh, not ACC anymore. Scotiabank Arena. Ooh. Really rolls off the tongue. In this house, <laughs> we don't we don't <laughs> say that in this house. Yeah, Scotiabank doesn't exist. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw them at the ACC, and they, they were really cool. Um, it was plagued by a bunch of press, though, because... Um, okay, so for you, you, all of you that don't know... Um, One of their friends... It uh, was their drum technician. Their drum tech and a colleague of theirs that they were quite close to, I believe. Yeah. He, okay, here's what happened. They were on their... Um, the giant things fell down. Yeah. Because so, it wasn't constructed correctly. Yeah, they were on their tour... Um, and they were passing through to play at the ACC, I think. Um, and while the band was out, you know, whatever, like not on stage, the stage fell apart and killed the drum technician that was on the stage. So they they canceled the show. And then, you know, yeah, that apparently was there are still some lawsuits going on. But six years ago. Six years ago. I was just yeah. double checking. It was in 2012. Yeah. And they haven't been back to Toronto since. Yeah. And they, the, so the last show they played was in like 2008. So Tom, you know, at, at the very end of the show, right before they play their last song, Karma Police, uh, Tom, Tom goes on a, a big rant about how, um, and, you know, justifiably so, he, he was saying the people that um, are responsible for that death aren't being held accountable f- for it. Um, okay, he a said... A lot of lawsuits are... F- he said people are still not being held accountable in your city the silence is fucking deafening yeah. he says that and after that he he wanted a moment of silence but didn't really voice that clearly he just said the silence is fucking deafening 
and then they all just stood there for like two minutes. So it, it wasn't made very clear. So you had a lot of drunk guys just kind of like screaming while most people who got it tried to stay quiet. Ugh. And then you obviously have the dumbasses that are just like screaming, be quiet. It's like, dude, it's not helping. It's like a middle school assembly. <laughs> right? Be quiet, dude. Guys, shut the fuck up. You always That's get what that, it was. You always get that one kid who's like, shh. Yeah. And then you're like, shh. Quiet, guys. Shut the so how many Angry Toms out of 10 would you give the show? Well, okay. As, I, I, before I give the rating, I'll say aside from that, it has to be noted that their Thursday, because they played two nights, their Thursday and Friday sets were completely different. Oh, really? There were only like five songs in common. And so the night I went, I actually really liked because they played like a lot of stuff from In Rainbows and the King of Limbs and... Uh, a lot of the later albums and I guess a lot more deep cuts whereas um, Friday was the gig that they, they played the, the kind of hits and, it, and like the 90s hits that I guess... Did they play Creep on Friday? No, they didn't play Creep. They're, they're, not, they're not... You're so yeah. disappointed about them not playing Creep. Yeah, though. well... That was because, a tragedy. Be, yeah, that, that's the main tragedy of this show. But, um, you know, I kind of want them to, to play Creep creep you know just because it's it's so like yeah so how would you honestly feel if you know you paid like 90 bucks for the ticket show up the acc and they play two hours straight of creep and they don't say a word and then walk off stage how would you feel i would actually think I would personally really enjoy that. I think that would be money well spent to witness this, like, mess of a show. Yeah, I think so, too, because it's, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Right? Yeah. It's like... Um, I honestly wouldn't be too disappointed, but I will say a lot of people were disappointed at the show I went to because they played a lot of deep cuts. I see. Um, I personally enjoyed it. I, I will agree that the flow was pretty bad. Okay. They don't seem to know... Like, I went through a bunch of their set lists for this, this summer tour they're doing, it's like they throw all their songs in like a randomizer and then they just, they're just like, oh, this time we'll, do. they're all completely different. There's no consistency. in They their shuffle songs. their discography. Pretty much. They only, they like start with the same songs and end with the same songs, but everything in the middle is fair. Like this could go here, this could go there. So as a result, the, the, it just feels really awkward because there's no pacing at all, you know? Um... You know, they, they played the songs really well, though. So out of uh, 10 Angry Toms, I'm going to have to give it, like, uh... I still really like them. I, I give them a, a seven, seven Angry Toms. I think that's a fair yeah. score, based, they're, on, based on how you've described it. They're cool, and they're, they're a bucket list concert for me. I mean, yeah, know? of course, Radiohead. Yeah, it's, it's fucking Radiohead. Like, come on, you, yeah. it's, you know, I think a seven's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um... It really sucks about the whole tragedy. That I remember hearing about that when I was around, you know, thirteen. Yeah, like I, it was all over the news, and mm-hmm. it was like someone fucked up. Yeah, like that's really that's really messed up, and I feel terrible for Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't end there. You mentioned you went to yeah. a third concert, and then and then a, a couple of days later, um, I uh, went went back to Toronto and, and saw Arcade Fire, and that was. Oh, so good. Where was that? That was at Budweiser stage. 
Very nice. So it, it was raining earlier in the day, but it, it cleared up. Perfect. And uh, this was Saturday? Sunday. So I still had to go to work the next day. So Ooh. that, you know, I, I don't want to go to another Sunday concert like that. But uh, yeah, my friend and I, we, we uh, made it that we, we spent a lot of time just like fucking around and just jamming uh, the entire day. We were just like trying to come up with some cool shit. Um, and then we realized that we gave ourselves almost no time. And when we get off the train, we, we sprinted to Budweiser stage. Like, full-on sprint. I accidentally took us the, the long way. That was the most I've ran in, like, months. And my legs still hurt. Um, <clears throat> but... When we saw Japanese Breakfast, you and I remarked that we should have planned this better. Yeah. <laughs> and you had the chance to plan <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't... A mere three days later, and you just <laughs> didn't. That was even more... And I was... I was wearing, like a hoodie and like Ooh. joggers too it was so hot dude so like by the time we got there i was drenched yeah i was sweating bullets but we got to our seats just in time and like the minute we got to our seats they started playing very nice and you know we we thought like okay even if we missed the first songs they're probably gonna play the goofy stuff from their new album no they started with the hits they they got into wake up they got into Laika, they got into all, all the good shit right at the beginning. So I'm so glad we didn't miss that. And uh, I will say they uh, they put on a good show. They they know how to pace a set list. Did they... So did they exceed your expectations? Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to... Look, their new album's really goofy. I I thought, like, okay, if they just... If they're going to play a bunch of stuff from their new album, whatever. But... No, they they were really selective with the the cuts off their new album, and they you know they play all the songs that everyone likes. They're not afraid to do that. I respect that, because there's some bands like Radiohead, who are fine with just like you know what you you guys aren't getting the songs you like. We're gonna play what we want to play, and you're just like come on, you people are paying you money, right? Yeah, yeah. Put together a good set, come on. So um, not saying Radiohead's wasn't good, but I'm just saying Arcade Fire. They knew yeah. how to please an audience. Exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what the, that's their job, right? So yeah. how many uh, flaming arcade cabinets out of 10 would you give? Would you give the arcade fire show? I'd give them like a... Dude, I'd give them like a 9.5 or a 10. That was like a damn near perfect show. Damn, very so nice. Good. And like, I, it was, I was like so pumped. They played so much good shit. High praise. I think um, even though the, the episode, the format of this episode is a little fucked up, I think that's the very first... Uh, 10 out of 10 we've had on the box office boys so let's have a yeah. let's have a round of applause 10 out of 10 alright cool um but yeah I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, Arcade Fire they, they so cool like and the visuals were astounding the lights I, okay the lights for uh for uh both Radiohead and Arcade Fire astounding you know um Arcade Fire a bit more you know a bit more going on and you know you had like disco balls in the middle of the crowd and like the band members were like going into the crowd so sick but uh, i'll say one complaint i uh you, you i'm wearing my radiohead t-shirt right now i see that yes too expensive how much was it 50 bucks you kidding me too expensive but i will say like because here's the thing like 
Okay, I know this is too expensive. I'm I'm usually I usually hate I'm I usually tend to be very frugal with my purchases, you know? This was Radiohead, so I was just like, okay. I'll just I'll just get this. They'll splurge this one time. Yeah, just yeah. one time. And I will say it's it's a comfortable shirt. It's it's um, you know, it's a regular ass shirt. It's cool. Like, whatever. Arcade Fire, that was a forty dollar t shirt. And it's this gilded ass, like, cheap <laughs> fucking garbage shirt. And it's got all the everything now logos on the back. It sucks. I I don't want it. Well, you didn't get it, so there we go. What do you mean? I got it. What, you did? Yeah, I bought it. A and $40 then... fucking shitty shirt? I thought you were saying, I didn't... like, oh, I didn't buy it because it was so expensive no i i didn't know i put it on before i came to uh, before i left oh, for, for I this see. episode right now and i'm like yeah that, <laughs> that ain't it you know arcade fire if you guys want to come on to the show and defend yourselves doors always open yeah just just come come on like you know uh argue for your your shitty merchandise otherwise <laughs> your, your show's good though guys but 40 dollars for a gildan come on so, in case you guys have forgotten, this is a show about movies, um, so <laughs> we're gonna dive right into the trailers, and I think we're gonna, we're gonna rate every trailer, right? Uh, let's, let's think, like, how do we want to rate it? Do we want to rate, like, the, we can't rate the actual trailer, right? It's more just, like, how about we're rating about, like, how we feel about the, the Okay, the like, the, like, the hype level. Sure, yeah. I'm, we're gonna go from sort of the worst to the best, but not in a precise order. I just want to save some of the better stuff for last. And by better, I don't mean these are good trailers or good. It's just st- just more more interesting things. To some talk of the about. juicier stuff we'll yeah. save it for later. So um, let's start right off. Uh, let's start with let's start off with something good. Okay. Um, I really liked Godzilla: King of the Monsters. I really like that trailer. Yes, I did too. Um, the visuals, like you mentioned, are so cool in that movie. Yeah. Like, th- I think Claire de Luna's a really s- smart choice because, like, the solo piano note, like, sends, like, a shiver down your spine yeah. as you see, like, fucking Mothra spreading. Um, <laughs> it's like the, it's... the juxtaposition between, like, this, like, nice little pretty piano and then, like, fucking, yeah, like, I love Mothra that. just... I love that. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't like the, the first Godzilla like, and I know the Kong Skull Island had a relatively lukewarm reception, but I just would take the... Because they're monster movies, and the premise is already so ridiculous... Have some fun with it, you know? Yeah, I just don't think... I. There's a certain point where I have to stop being, like really critical about plot unless they're really trying to make it something i don't know maybe if they're trying to force a message in there but they really aren't you know um it's usually relatively basic the only thing that it didn't ruin my enjoyment of the movie by any means but the only thing that was really kind of eye-rolling for me was when they went with the whole the earth is an organism and we humans are the virus yeah like that seems like the the very like oh they're not the pro- we're the problem you get that in everything yeah like in, in so much sci-fi and stuff these days it's monster movies it's we're the enemy in there yeah. 
they're the immune system. They're cleaning us out. It's, yeah, it always seems like that. I guess maybe that, that was like a really creative approach back then. Definitely isn't anymore, but whatever. That seems like it's standard now. Yeah, it's it was really creative in 1999 when The Matrix came out and they're like, yo, humans are the problem. Yeah. It's 2018 now and... Uh, but no, but that's not to say. The rest of the trailer was actually really enjoyable. Uh, so on our box office boys patent pending hype meter, how many Ken Watanabe's out of 10 are we doing? <laughs> I'm going to give that bad boy uh, like 8.5 Ken Watanabe's out of... I'm going to give it 7 Ken Watanabe's. I'm pretty excited for it, but I don't think I was as big a fan of the original as you were. Yeah. But I'm still excited for it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely I, something I'm looking out for. I wouldn't say I was like a huge fan of the original either, but like I just the trailer got you hyped. Yeah, I just get like really hyped by by like monster movies. I guess there's like the part of me that's just like turns off brain and just disregards everything. It's just like wow, big, big loud, and that's you know that's this movie. So so okay, let's just get this one out of the way quickly because. I've only watched a bit of the Clone Wars, and you haven't watched the Clone Wars TV series at all. But they did announce that they're doing season seven. They're gonna, they're gonna wrap up the show apparently. Um, so I mean that's really cool because from the character designs and where when the story seems to be set, they appear to be bridging the gap completely between episode two and episode three, yeah. which is cool because the Clone Wars kind of started that, but it didn't finish it. I think this season's going to like, actually perfectly lead into episode three, which would be cool, because then you have that whole era in the Star Wars timeline, like, you know, made into into stories. Uh, All right, how many high grounds are you giving this (laughs) this bad boy? (laughs) Out of ten, I think I'm going to give the the Clone Wars trailer, like, four high grounds out of ten. Yeah. Uh, Not because it wasn't good, it's because, again, I, I haven't been following the show, so this means nothing to me Mm -hmm. if this was another show that i didn't watch at all i would probably give it like one or two um high grounds out of ten but the fact that this trailer made me think hey maybe i should go watch the show maybe i should get caught up i don't know like it's four out of ten and i'm not being like harsh or anything that's a pretty good score given the fact that i don't watch the show yeah i would give it like a like a three because that I guess my, my general hype for Star Wars has kind of died down a bit mm-hmm. because I'm I'm seeing that um, maybe the, the reboot or like the, the kind of recent Star Wars revitalization has not been great, you know? Um, the only movie, and we saw this like when it came out, um, the only movie I really liked I really liked from it is uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, I think. And it's just unfortunate that that didn't get any attention, you know, just because of, like, the, the weird production. And that's understandable. But um, I guess, yeah, my overall hype for, like... I, I'm just relatively worried when they announce something new like this. And, yeah, it's easy to get lost in the hype, but, you know, take into consideration what we've gotten so far. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that one's out of the way. Let's move on to The Walking Dead, another show that neither of us watch. Uh, I don't have any any drive to watch that show, dude. Um, I will say this. I watched the first episode of the show. Like, he leaves the hospital. That's it. Pretty much the first page of the comics. 
I get that you have to establish tone more uh, more thoroughly in film and television, but God, the comics were so cool. The story was so tight. The Walking Dead just drags its fucking feet, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a zombie pun. Get it? <laughs> Dude, because zombies, they, they, they do that. Ah. Uh, God, we're awful. <laughs> um, but I implore you, if you want a little bit, if you have six minutes to spare, oh and you want a bit of, like, comedy in your life, watch <laughs> the trailer for season nine of The, of the Walking Dead, because I... I mean, it's like the Return of the King. It's like the Lord. Of, it's like the end of the Lord of the Rings movies. There's five different endings. Like you think the credits are gonna roll, and then it goes again. <laughs> Except the difference is the Lord of the Rings was, you know, an epic fantasy trilogy that needed a big ending. This is a six minute trailer with the fucking creators of the show jerking themselves off. Yeah, being extremely self indulgent, having the audacity to think that I want to sit through six minutes of this. And it, Seriously, like, uh, you, you can watch the other trailers at your leisure, like, whatever. This one, actually go right now to YouTube and watch it. The halfway point, you're going to think it's over, and then you're going to think it's over again, and then the music swells up, like, a guitar bit comes in, and then it keeps going. And then then you- the title card shows, and then it fades to black. Then there's another scene, then it says, boom, like, October 7th or whatever. And then it fades out again. Then it starts again, and then they play another scene. It's so fucking ridiculous, because I was like, oh, the trailer's over. I move my mouse, I look at the YouTube, like, stream. There's, like, two minutes left. It's so fucking self-indulgent. For this one, I give it zero. <laughs> Zero Rick Grimes out of ten. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like, I can't express how angry I am simply because, like I said, they have the fucking nerve to, th- for you to think that like, oh, I really want this. No, even a show that I love, I would be mad if they made a six minute trailer, because that just shows that you're, you're just jerking yourself off at that point. Like, yeah. no, show me like a minute or two of like. Something that'll get me hyped. Don't spoil anything. Don't show me a hundred shots of random people staring at each other like this fucking abomination does. This is just a shit trailer. And then, you know, on top of the fact that the show's bad, zero Rick Grimes out of ten. Because I had maybe the desire to watch this show before. Like, I was genuinely thinking, like, hey, if I'm really bored, maybe I'll give it a shot. But this this trailer actually made me not want to watch it because I don't want to sit through this. So, you know, it's not even a one. It's not a two. It's a zero. Yeah. I'll give it a zero, too. Because I, as someone that has literally, like, I've never ha- seen anything or, like, read anything to have to do with The Walking Dead, this trailer was just, like, people looking at each other. Like, that was most of the clips. And it's, like, the fact that the producers think they can get away with just, like, building hype with just seeing all the characters. Like, just, like... A, a photo gallery of all the actors standing in a forest standing in a forest oh and th- this playing time minecraft yeah they're, <laughs> they're just like they're building, building shit yeah and then like there, there's they hint at a little plot and you're just like oh, okay they ran out of shit to talk about with the zombies like so now it's just like a shit like the walking dead it, it it is cool because it's a show that deals with the more human side of the whole zombie apocalypse but I mean, you know, nine seasons in, six minute trailer later, I don't think they're really nailing that either. Yeah. So, actually, I'm I'm super curious 
If you are a fan of The Walking Dead, did you find this trailer excessive? Like, what what compels you? Because as far as I remember, like, the like-to-dislike ratio was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's fans like, of the show. If there's some, someone there that, like, likes this show, I just... Yeah, I would also like to know... Like, what what is it that, that makes this appealing? Like, I just want to know if this trailer, even, is appealing to you. Because... Because like I said, and I don't know if if I'm wrong, but I feel like even a show that I really like, if I was given this trailer, I wouldn't be happy with the trailer. I'd be like, just stop already. Yeah. It's not even a matter of the show. I just think this Mm -hmm. trailer's bad. Um, I think also, this is our first zero on the box office boy. Yeah, so we're going to have to give it a round of applause for The Walking Dead. Yeah, if if you want to let us know, shoot us an email boboyspodcast at gmail.com uh no spaces or anything just boboyspodcast and uh let let us know so before i get into some of the other trailers this is kind of stuff that happened before comic-con like leading up to comic-con so you heard about the james gunn controversy yeah of course so for those of you who don't know james gunn director of guardians of the galaxy one and two he directed some other movies like super you may have heard of his movies he's you know a pretty talented director uh, Disney fired him yeah. for tweets that he made 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to pull up some of the, the tweets that he, he made. Um, to be fair... They were very they were cr- distasteful. Yeah. They are really they're gross. Crude. I wouldn't say they were very funny. Um, here, one, one tweet... This is from Metro. One tweet read, I like... Okay. I'm actually not even going to say this because <laughs> then there's a soundbite out there of me saying this. Yeah. You can search these up. They're pretty, like, bad. So there's one where he's, he's he hints at pedophilia. Yeah, he hints at pedophilia. There's one where he jokes about rape, and neither of those topics are very funny, uh, nor does he do a good job of his his attempt at humor falls absolutely mm-hmm. flat like it, it seems very juvenile and i guess like how old is he he's 51 okay so he's about 40 at the time M- maybe not okay. it's not that excusable he's, it's but i will say it really is it, it just seems like he's just not funny he he clearly doesn't mean they're jokes so. i mean i think he's grown as a, he, he said this himself he's grown as a person if you watch Guardians of the galaxy that's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. He knows comedic timing. He's not an unfunny person. But 10 years ago, it, also if you look at some of the movies he was making at that time, he was very much into shock humor. Yeah. And he he and and again, these are his words, not mine. He saw himself as a bit of a provocateur. He doesn't see himself that way anymore, but he mm-hmm. did at the time, hence those tweets. Again, I'm not defending what he said because they're they're gross, they're offensive and they approach those topics in a very distasteful manner. But that being said, I don't think he has anything to apologize for. Disney has no balls. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I can't be that mad at Disney because they are Disney after all. They're in the middle of a deal with Fox. You know, they yeah. don't want bad press. They fired him, whatever. But I think it's very disgraceful that he got fired because this was 10 years ago. People change in 10 years and i think it, it just seems ridiculous because he's yeah, commented on this before this isn't the first he, time it's come to light you've brought up that like he was 
almost known as kind of someone who was uh, going for shock humor, going for this kind of crude, uh, these crude jokes. And to just kind of have this, like, if if this was against your your morals, then, like, why did you hire him in the first place? Well, they obviously knew about this. I'll just say that, because it's Disney. They have military-level background checks, you know right, what I yeah. mean? They knew about this, but they ignored it, because they're like, well, he's going to make us some money. Right. They, they, they turned a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. They, I, I have no doubt that they were aware when they hired him that he had this history. It's no secret. But they only fired him now because of the media pressure. Right. And I really don't want to get political, but just really... A lot of big right-wing groups were pushing for his firing and were spreading these tweets. Yeah. Again, these tweets were from... ranging from like seven to ten years ago. These, these were old tweets. I think most people would agree with the fact that you can change a tremendous amount even in five years yeah for sure this was 10 years ago i i i I, once again i know i'm repeating myself but i do want to make this clear i don't condone any of his comments i think they were grossly uh, grossly offensive but but it's 10 years ago and and they're purposely being dug up it's it's an it's a smear it's an attack you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah i i I don't stand by, like, his jokes either, but at the same time, I really don't like that we're at a point where jokes are taken as hate. I feel like everyone thinks that everyone has to change for them. I think a lot of people inherently just think that. Yeah. So when they see something and they're like, oh, I, I don't I don't think that's funny. Um, I guess I really just don't appreciate that look i get you know a lot of people want to use their voice and fight for you know fight for the cause but outing these these dumb tweets against someone who's clearly not a pedophile or a rapist is counterproductive to the actual problem you know yeah i don't get why and i I don't know if what i'm about to say is controversial but i don't get why james gunn is being fired while Johnny Depp is in the new like right. Harry Potter movie, and he he beat his wife. There are and and, it's, and the, like you know James Gunn making a really shitty joke, right? Yeah, sure, it was shitty, and but there's people out there who are actual aggressors, yeah, horrible people, and they still have their jobs, and it's not it's not a open secret industry secret behind closed doors no it's johnny like, Depp beat his wife and he's in the he's in the new um fantastic yeah, beast like movie. why is chris brown still out there doing shit yeah i'm not like look that doesn't take away from his work but like i don't think he should be given the same opportunity as other people because it's like i don't know and it's it, that was highly publicized yeah and again it's, like it's not a secret it. it's not a secret but then yeah and then james gunn gets Pushed, uh, thrown under the bus because he just made some like stupid like child jokes it's just like you know twitter happens to exist he probably just didn't realize his the reach you know yeah and like he's like john favreau's character in chef like getting <laughs> just like calling people out on twitter and then his son's like you know these are public right <laughs> oh yeah uh, i don't know again not trying to like defend James Gunn's tweets, but more so criticizing Disney's firing of him. Yeah, 
I, I mean, I'm not defending his tweets, but I'm, I'm also, I, I still just don't think anyone uh, should be fired or attacked or anything because of some dumb jokes, you know? No, exactly. Jokes are jokes. Funny little side story here. Ted Cruz, uh, you know, had some stuff to say about this whole James Gunn thing. He had some tweets. Again, like I said, his whole... These tweets being outed was hugely pushed by, um, you know, a lot of right-wing activists and stuff like that. And, and that's all I'll say <laughs> regarding that. But Ted Cruz was like, oh, these are, the, these are inexcusable. They're disgusting. Okay, Ted, I agree with you. All right. For once, we're on the same page, Mr. Cruz. And then he says, and if they're true, he should be prosecuted. Dude. Wait, wait, let, let me just... <laughs> what? Wait, okay. So just, I'm going to paraphrase one of James Gunn's tweets in a less offensive way. But pretty much he said, The Expendables is such a manly movie that I had sex with the boy beside me. He said that? James Gunn. Yeah, it was one of his shitty jokes. Oh, I it thought was... you meant Ted No, no. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, I just want to, like, because this is the thing I want to touch on, yeah. right? James Gunn made a shitty joke about, oh, the movie's so manly, fuck the boy beside me. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's not very funny. Really, Ted? You think James Gunn actually turned around in the movie theater and, and started, started having sex with the boy beside him because, of, because the film was too manly? Like, I was genuinely, and I, and I don't say this often, I was genuinely agreeing with Ted Cruz there. Yes, these are offensive tweets. You and I are on the same page, Ted. But really, Ted? It's... You actually think, oh, if these are true, you should be prosecuted. The fact that we're, Come on. we're putting him, like, at least it doesn't seem like he's in, like, some... Like, it doesn't look like James Gunn's in some career ending thing. It just no, seems he, like he'll be fine. Yeah, it's just, he, he just it's didn't get to bump. finish a trilogy, whatever. It's all good. But, like, the fact that some people are putting him, like, Ted Cruz is putting him on the same pedestal as, like, fucking Bill Cosby or something, you know? To me, that's wildly offensive to the actual cause because it's, that's my it's whole minimizing. Point. Like, are you saying that Bill Cosby's horrible horrible actions are in any way even close to being on par with james gunn's 10 year old shitty jokes i think everyone going after james gunn is just counterproductive to the, like this actual cause and like i don't know actions speak louder than words you know especially when those words are just some bad jokes <laughs> they're juvenile poop jokes they're shit they stink boo zero out of ten but does the does the guy need to lose his job ten years later? Actually, that's that's a good question. If he made those tweets now, do you think he'd deserve to lose his job? I think it'd be more justified. I'd be on the fence, but I think I wouldn't be as mad. Because at this point, my views kind of change. Because if he made those tweets now, it would be... I would put the blame on him. Because as a Disney employee, let's be honest, you have standards. Like, you're employed by Disney... As much as it sucks to have to censor yourself, you should, as, as a professional, you should know that when you say things in public, your job is on the line. I think it would be justified, but I don't think, I still wouldn't think he deserves, like, the the political hate he's getting. Oh, no, 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 you know? I don't think so either. I'm just saying, as it stands now, I'm pretty outraged that Disney fired, like, a, a very good director for things that happened 10 years ago. I'm saying if it happened now, I wouldn't really feel sorry for him because he, right now, made a dumb choice. Not 10 years ago. You know? He's yeah. not being haunted by his past. He's being an idiot. 
plain and simple. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's one of the key points is that this was 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, again, he's made comments saying like how he's changed or like... How he doesn't see himself as a provocateur anymore. Yeah. So I, I just feel like I don't think he's in the wrong at all here and as in as it stands right now so aquaman oh my god <laughs> was dude. a trailer that tra- just from that okay, let, yeah let's let's just turn the energy way down yeah, let's okay so let's aquaman happened well let's let's um let's just bookend all of all of these next few ones with um by saying there's a lot of dc stuff that came out this this year at San Diego Comic Con. I think at this point we're getting into the DC um, shit sphere. Yeah, so let, let's let's cue the the DC th- theme music. Wait, actually, uh, let's just get this out of the way first. There was a trailer for Glass, and I don't want to talk about it too much because, all right, what I'm about to say is minor spoilers for the movie Split. Um, and I know Victor, you haven't seen Unbreakable or yeah, Split, but you you have kind of given me the the whole twist. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the main twist of the movie. This is kind of the, even though it doesn't actually happen after the credits, this is sort of like the after credits twist. It's not the twist of the main plot. But in the movie Split, at the end, they reveal that Split, which came out, I think, a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, Split is actually in the same universe as the 2000 movie Unbreakable, starring Bruce Willis, which is a great movie. If you guys haven't seen that, that's M. Night in, the, in my opinion, at his finest. It's one of his greatest movies. I really, really like Unbreakable. So Glass is kind of the end to that surprise trilogy. So it's Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. That's all I'll say because I don't want to spoil too much. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I give it, in terms of hype, I'm going to give it eight fragile Samuel L. Jacksons out of ten. <laughs> Nope, I, I have no say in that one because I, I just haven't seen those movies. But, All right. But it does look really cool, I will say that. Yeah. All right, so I think now we can get into the whole DC shit. So cue the music. Oh, All right, now we're, in, now we're in DC world, guys. <laughs> Why is the saturation so low? <laughs> Why is everyone brooding? <laughs> Why? Why do I, I? I hear like this. These weird, like loud ad libs in my head, like this, like oh right or something. I don't know <laughs> what's like going a, on. There's like a Hans Zimmer score. Like what's going on, man? <laughs> All right, so I think we should start off a bit light with Aquaman, because this is something that I'm very on the fence about. I, I don't hate it. I really don't. It. The trailer seems fine. But. And I think you made this point. You have a problem with Jason Momoa, don't you? Not him as a person. I just mean as as the character of Aquaman. I want to clarify. Uh, yeah, I will. I I think I liked the the angle they were going for with him because uh like uh, the original Aquaman's like this fucking Scooby Doo Fred looking. So they want to make him cool, right? That that was kind of the big thing. They're like, let's let's make let's flip the switch on Aquaman. People are going to love Aquaman. He's like the, the big, hot, big man. Yeah, but, okay, um, and sorry to interrupt, but I can't help thinking when I watch this trailer that he's just wet Thor. He's water Thor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. He's just drippy Thor. It's like, yeah, I guess... Except a bit more of a douche. 
Yeah. He seems to have like a college bro sort of undertone mm-hmm. to his character. And I guess that's that's kind of why like now seeing his character, I'm just not a fan. As as a fan of Jason Momoa, I think the best way to describe how I feel is I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily in him you know this is something to remember you know something to remind yourselves when you watch a movie and you don't like a character or whatever you don't know really whose fault is it is is it the actors is it the writers is it the directors it could be any of those people's faults it could be a combined effort you know but you know the actors just reading lines and the directors telling them how to read the lines right Mm -hmm. so I, i don't know if it's jason momoa's fault i don't know if it's the director's fault you know if he's if he's a lot more likable in this movie than he was in Justice League, then it's probably the director's fault. His, like, all yeah. the costumes and the aesthetics of this film seem pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think, like, the like the Atlantis looks really cool. Like wet Wakanda. <laughs> wet. <laughs> it's just wet Wakanda, dude. Atlantis is just wet Wakanda. Yeah, they go in, Aquaman's like, that's me doing the Wakanda chest thing. Atlantis forever. I think a lot of the humor seems to be falling flat. Again, that goes back to That's like... That's just DC. Something yeah. about these DC movies. Actually, I take that back. Because we're going to talk about Shazam in a second. Yeah, yeah. So I... But, okay. So then I'll say, like... Again, this kind of goes back to them trying to push Jason Momoa's character as a bit more of a... You know, happy, goofy superhero. But it does it doesn't work. Again, he's just like a college bro. See, Marvel does this better because their tone is lighter. But I think both Marvel and DC have a problem with humor. They are not confident in their own storytelling. It seems to me like they're afraid of being, and I don't like this word, but quote-unquote cheesy. They're scared to feel emotions. They don't want you to roll your eyes when you watch their movies. Even in a very emotional moment in a Marvel movie, like, say a character just almost died, or maybe a character did die. Oftentimes, they'll do, like, a, <laughs> a wink and a nod, like a joke, yeah. right after that. They won't let that moment stick. And in my opinion, that shows an insecurity in your storytelling. Okay, You yeah. don't have confidence that... Because maybe they're thinking, oh, they're superheroes. If we take it too seriously, people will think we're being cheesy. No, I think you should have confidence in your storytelling. And I think the notion that you're scared to be cheesy is like killing a lot of potential for good stories instead of being like okay we will tell a good aquaman story they're like oh but what if they think we're being like lame and we're too serious and so they throw in some jokes because they're insecure about their storytelling they're insecure about this character they're insecure about the dc universe and that's where the jokes are coming from in my opinion yeah and it's ruining it like Wonder Woman was not true. Like, there were some funny moments in Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman wasn't a funny movie. But it was their, their strongest movie so far. Yeah. Why is that? Because they told a compelling story. You know, it fell off a bit at the end, yeah. but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Would you say that you found Wonder Woman to be a more confident story? For sure. Like, not, hold, not pulling their punches. Like, Justice League, to me, felt super insecure. Because every time there was a serious moment, they had to they had to throw in like three yeah, quips. The Batman like rolling or cutting to Batman being like, "Oh, I, th- I, I think I broke something." I forget what his line was. I do think Wonder Woman had a really strong concept behind it. Like you had uh, Wonder Woman, who, or Diana Prince, like not like being sheltered from the outside world and her like learning throughout 
a fucking war. Yeah. Like how the real world works, and but also having to deal with representing her home and like this love. It's it's such a compelling like, and you feel for that character, you know. Uh, uh, such a compelling story. So, you know, a lot of the humor just felt natural because it plays into what their concept was. Um, and yeah, I agree that like Justice League, the story's weak. Uh, you know, yeah, every serious moment they knew looked cheesy as fuck. So they're like, all right, time to time to throw in a nice little haha funny moment. It's like, oh, we have to wink at the audience so they know we're not being oh too serious. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I felt like if they didn't throw those moments in, I would have liked the movie more. Yeah, for sure. Like I and be more respectable. I commend a movie even if and that's why I don't like the word cheesy. Even if it seems a bit goofy, if I see that a movie's trying to sell me a serious moment, and unless they're doing a terrible job of it, I'll respect that. Like, I'm not going to roll my eyes and be like, oh, yeah, man, this is is bogus, man. I'm like, I'm too cool for that. Like, no, it's, story should have emotion. Stop undercutting it. Yeah. So on the box office boys, patent pending, hype meter, out of 10 wet Thors. I'm going to have to give this like a, like a five, maybe. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm giving it five wet Thors out of 10. Five wet Thors. Because, you know, it's intriguing, I guess, but there's... A lot that turns me off from it. Yeah. Like, oh, even, one more thing. This this is on the poster, too. The fish look so bad. Yeah. They just look like... Whatever. They're just bad. Which is a, which is a real shame, because, like, CGI is great at making animals look real. Yeah. Like, not so much humans, but fish should be... Some, should be... <laughs> okay, that's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, Fish should look good. In CGI, at least, right? Because they're animals. So it, it, it does kind of suck that that's the case. All right, so we're both at five wet throws out of ten for yeah. this Aquaman. This this floppy fish boy. Yeah. And we can move on to... The next... My step. personal favorite of yeah. the of this little DC batch. Yeah, I'd say so, too. Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this trailer was fun. It was funny. Something yeah. I didn't think I'd be saying about a DC movie. Oh, yeah. Well, because I think Shazam, the character, is... The humor comes out of his character, rather than being forced into it. Like, I mean, I never read the Shazam comics, but I know the character, and it's like, he's meant to be humorous. Yeah. So, um, I know they want to push an angle still of, like, this kind of serious superhero movie, but Mm -hmm. they have the liberty to to not hold back on, on the jokes, because Shazam's about a kid who gains these powers, but he's still a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he just says Shazam. He turns into this big man. So like Shazam anything... is the is Shazam is the superhero equivalent of Big starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> it is. I just had that realization. That's pretty funny. It's yeah. true. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, yeah. So because of that, they they get the liberty to to kind of like have him say some goofy stuff. Say some, if they like, said Shazam and then Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks appeared. <laughs> Oh man! Um, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed that the the trailer. It just like looks really cool. Like the characters seem really well thought out. Like his friend, uh, just kind of as his sidekick, basically. Yeah, Zach um, Levy playing um, like like gr- like Captain Marvel Shazam. Like not the kid, but like the 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 superhero yeah. himself. He nails the uh, I'm a kid in an adult body. 
thing. He's oh, yeah. he's just goofing around. He's like, this is what it's like to be a superhero. This is great. The scene where he's testing out what powers he has is yeah. going to be really funny. I, I know that scene's probably going to be a highlight of the movie. Yeah, because that's another one of those moments that it just seems like, oh, you're a kid, you're just like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? It and seems it's just very like, natural. Yeah. yeah, it's just like this imaginative moment, and I, I really like that. Um, otherwise, I don't really have a ton to say about it. It just looks really, really nice. How many uh, copies of uh, Big on VHS do you give <laughs> this Shazam trailer in terms of hype? Um, like an eight bigs out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it eight and a half VHS copies of Big because I really want to see a good DC yeah. movie. Like, yeah. I don't hate you, DC, if you're listening. If you want to... If you want to come on the show, Mr. DC, and defend yourself, you are entirely welcome to. I really don't hate your movies, man. It's just... Yeah. I, I want to see a good one. Mm-hmm. So this might be it. But you know it's not going to be it. You know it's absolutely not going to be All right. a crown jewel. <laughs> you guys ready for... Yeah, for the for the the apex of the, the DC show showcase. Cue a, cue a drum roll. So we'll... Yeah, all right, here, here, here we go, guys. Real nice drum roll. It's going, going a long time. With over 50% dislikes on YouTube, we have 2018 Titans! <laughs> so this is a TV show on the DC Universe streaming service which we'll talk about yeah. later we'll yeah just, I, I was really com- i didn't even know that existed let's just put this today. to the side for now we'll talk about the actual trailer so they start off the trailer because they they want to make sure you know they start off the trailer with big bold red letters that say this following trailer is rated tvma so you got you guys gotta know it's mature the babies can't watch this it's for big boys only big, big boys, boys big boys only. Big girls, if you know you're a girl, if you're if you're a big boy, if you're a small boy, small girl, it's not gonna, not, you can't watch it. If you're a small boy, ask your papa before you watch this one, because this one's TVMA. This one isn't for the kids. This isn't for the babies. What you are about to watch contains explicit language, adult themes, violence, and may not be suitable for viewers under eighteen. Viewer discretion is strongly advised. Like, Dude. come on, man! It's, <laughs> it's like so. What trailer starts with that shit? No, like this is like a YouTube. Like, oh, watch out! If if you're just like, for, you have a YouTube channel for kids or something, you're just like, guys, this is when I'm doing some real shit. All right. And here's what pisses me off too is that DC, you already are notorious, not in a good way. You're already infamous for making your movies too gritty and dark. Yeah. Why are you showing off the fact that... You add this and you're just like, okay, this is... Like, come on, what other shows do you have? Like, Arrow and stuff? Um, like, all those shows have the same desaturated, bleak filter applied to them. And they all look like they're happening in, like, an alleyway in the middle of a storm is the set for all of those shows, right? Like yeah. the Gotham show or whatever. Why are you advertising the fact that this is TVMA? No one asked yeah. for this, man. No, that's it's so ridiculous. Like that's like oh, I just love it though because that's a telling sign. You're just like, all right, we're in for a treat. We eating tonight, boys. 
So the trailer starts off. So what this is, in case you haven't put it together, it's a it's a gritty reimagining of the Teen Titans. Yeah, I think closer to what they were sort of in the comics, right? They're, yeah, it's less like a, it's not the kids' cartoon that we all grew up with. But I do is... think they're because a lot of people know them from the cartoon. Yeah, um, they're they're trying to stick with those characters. So the the main focuses are on, uh, I guess the main character is Raven, and uh, you know. Robin is also a main character. Is is he Robin or is he Nightwing in this? Oh, I I think I saw him. He had the stick, so he's probably. Well, oh, but no, 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 he, he had, had the. the... <laughs> he has the stupid fucking um like samurai star that is R. Shape. Yeah, it's it's the battering, but it's an R. Okay, so, so it's like, um, right off the bat, actually, I'm gonna play this clip. You guys can decide for yourself, and we'll talk about it after. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play this clip for you. Where's Batman? let's start from the beginning let's all right so right off the bat we get like this really gritty like you have raven saying some like re real edgy tumblr shit you know like the darkness inside me there's something evil inside of me shit like that instead of she goes to a circus and she finds this, this real this chad looking <laughs> looking man that's robin um you know looking all whatever at this point it's it's totally unclear what's even going on um i guess robin doesn't really even have a tie to batman as far as we know so far um but yeah it just really comes off as really edged lord there's this awful line where she says sometimes i f feel the darkness and it feels good it's like it's the, the most... worst writing I've. Jesus, man. Sometimes when I feel the darkness, it feels good. Come on, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I I really I actually went into this. I didn't notice the dislike bar was at fifty percent, and I went into this thinking this would be all right, because you were like you got to watch this Titans trailer, and I didn't know if it was going to be good or bad. So I wasn't giving you any preface. Yeah. No. No. So. I'm trying to say, like, I wasn't going in with negative expectations. I was watching this being like, oh, this could be interesting. Titans, you know, Teen Titans, but we in the real world now, all right? Yeah. I, I genuinely was, like, looking forward to this. And then the part that just really killed the mood. <laughs> okay, so there's this Robin or Nightwing or whatever drops down into this alleyway. Of course it's an alleyway. Beats up some people. There's like really loud crunching and blood everywhere. Just so you know, this is TVMA. Yeah, this is this like is he real stomps dirty. on a guy's neck. He, he's killing people. Yeah, here. he's murdering people yeah. in the street. He he stomps on a guy's neck and it shows like his neck crunching. Whatever. You, you hear like these stock gunshot gunshot effects. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're edgy. And then one of the thugs says, "Where's Batman?" And then this happens. Fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. And he's like blood splatter on his face. And he, <laughs> no. he like walks to the camera. Fuck Batman. He's like all sweet. Like, Fuck Batman. It's, it's the worst. It's like, oh, he said the F word, dude. Dude. Oh, TVMA. TVMA, bro. TVMA, dude. TVMA. Dreadful. Fucking dreadful. <laughs> like, dude, I don't understand who like green lights this shit. I mean... See, like, so much of it is just, like, stock, you know? They're just using, like, shitty, like, oh, what did we pull off Google Images? Like, blood PNG. 
yeah, the the effects in it are so laughable. I'm sorry, but CGI these days, pretty impressive stuff. You see YouTubers on micro budgets making really cool looking, and granted, you know they're more passionate about it. And you know it's a it's like a three minute long video, not like an entire TV series. I, I get that there's differences. I'm not fully trying to say like, oh man, if like Freddie Wong can do this, why can't you? Like I get that there's big differences, yeah. but the point still stands that. They used, like, a stock Sony Vegas glass-shattering effect yeah, for, exactly. for the title sequence coming up, you know? That, that's what everyone was saying. It's just, like, people were like, oh, this is a preset on Sony Vegas or whatever. They're not really fucking trying. They're not man. hiding it. And, like, yeah, all the sound design, the sound design, like, you can tell everything was, like, pulled from YouTube to MP3. And, like, look, I get that it's a trailer. I get that this... This isn't not everything in the trailer is indicative of what's going to be in the film but this is show this is or the show yeah yeah but this is like this indicates nothing good everything looked fake i i'm not one of those people who thinks oh man if it's not fucking r-rated if it ain't tvma it's for babies man exactly i'm not one of those people i i think that you can have it you like if you have it it doesn't it's not bad if you don't have it it's not bad but Titans does one of these things, and I'm sure if you guys watch, you know, especially some comic book movies these days, you'll be very familiar with this. Making it R-rated for the sake of being R-rated. And I can prove that to you by showing you the trailer. You know, they're not being like, hey, this is a story that needs to be told in our, in uh, sorry, not R-rated, TVMA. Sorry, I forgot about that. They're not like, hey, this is a story that lends itself to a dark, gritty world. They're like, nah, man, we gotta make a TVMA. Yeah. And again, I can prove that to you because you watch the trailer and there's like a shot of a guy's like jaw hanging off and there's blood everywhere. And it's like, oh yeah, that really helps me understand the characters. Like, like th- that's, that's not... That's so much of... That's like, just gratuity. It's... I think like before it seemed like funny that this was a trend in Hollywood. But the fact that like now it's getting ridiculous where like... Even, like, what, they're remaking The Jungle Book again? It's, like, I don't know what in their heads thinks that making something gritty means that people like it. If anything, now it's clear that, like, I think it's becoming more and more obvious that it serves no purpose. You know what I think is really interesting? I, I think that this era in film, these this decade or two in film, will be easily identified by that. The dark... Yeah, like <laughs> the dark age. If you like, you know how '90s movies have a distinct. They have a few dead giveaways that oh, this is a '90s movie yeah. or this is an '80s movie. Yeah. The thing that'll give away that this is a 2010s movie. You know, 50 years later, looking back at this, you'll be like, oh, this is such a fucking 2010 2010s movie because they're trying to be gritty and stuff. I, I feel like that's definitely a terrible <laughs> trend that's going to you know phase out. And then we're going to look back and be like, yo, that was butt. Yeah. I I just had this random thought. I love how we're referring to it as like the 2010s. It's, there's no clean way of saying exactly. it. The 10s. But like, think about when we get to the 2100s. No one's going to, like, people are going to refer to 2090 as the 90s. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's wild. Just, it's like it resets. It's crazy. I'm not going to be there though. Yeah, we're we're not making it there. But, like, isn't that so, like... It's weird to think about, for sure. Yeah, because we're 
we just think of 50s as like the diners the rock and roll but like in their 50s is gonna be like i mean no (laughs) we don't know but like it's just gonna be like elon musk doing Fortnite dances on the moon or something like that. Fortnite is just the only game that exists is Fortnite. Yeah. That's how big it got. Yeah. There's Fortnite and then like the the normie it's the normies play uh Minecraft. So then it's like Minecraft becomes like the Roblox and then Fortnite is the Club Penguin. <laughs> I don't follow your metaphor at all, but I don't want you to explain it. I just want to leave it at that. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, so yeah, Titans is trying so hard. You can tell from the blood crunch, the, the, the bone crunching sound effects, the blood splattering everywhere. Yeah. It's not necessary. When Deadpool chops off a guy's head, it fits. Yeah. When, I don't know who, what character did this, I don't know if they show it or if they just show the corpse, but when, when they show a guy's, like, fucking jaw being ripped off and his, like, gaping throat hole being shown, and it's, like... Yeah. C- cool. Another thing I want to point out, I really don't like the character design. Oh, they they're, all they're look, bad. They're terrible. They all look terrible. Fucking. And, like, I, they can't even make the argument that, like, oh, they're teens. They took teens out of the title. <laughs> like, they want this to be serious, but then, like, Raven just looks like an emo kid. Raven just looks like a scene girl. Robin is just, like, okay, I guess he's the only one that kind of, because he's Nightwing, I guess. I don't know. Starfire looks bad. Like, I didn't even know that was Starfire until someone pointed it out to me. Wait, who's Starfire? She's, like, curly-haired. Oh. And she's, like, blasting fire out of her. It doesn't look anything like Starfire. That's Starfire? I guess, like, green eyes, maybe. Yeah. Well, I... Dude, I don't know. And then Beast Boy just looks like... Remember the very old Hulk? Oh, my God. Beast Boy looks like fucking captain planet remember dude remember the the old hulk that was just like a big dude painted green yeah that's what it looks like oh no yeah i'm looking at a still frame of oh god he looks like a j-pop star except with like let me just google (laughs) disease that makes you green (laughs) (laughs) the green disease yo he looks like a J-pop star who has hypochromic anemia, dude. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh my god. Like, now looking at the still image of it, that's bad, dude. He looks like broccoli, man. He looks like the fucking green god. No, he looks like the mask. <gasps> he looks like fucking <laughs> Jim Carrey in the mask, dude. I don't think any of the comparisons we've made are flattering, is the point. <laughs> It's so bad. They all look terrible. And honestly, they don't have Cyborg because he he's a he's a he got promoted to the the Justice League boys. So I I honestly think he's he got a, his acceptance letter. Yeah. So I honestly think he he uh, he really kind of dodged a bullet on that one. If that's like the Justice League character design for Cyborg is bad enough. Imagine yeah. what these guys would have done to it. Yeah. And the uh... that's what I'm saying. Dodging a bullet. Not saying, like, he didn't get hit, because that was, the you know... It's more like, he was, he, like, someone was aiming for his heart, and he, like, jumped an inch. And it so hit. it just hit, like, his kidney or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to add, 
Also, if you guys don't believe us for some reason, just watch. It's on YouTube. Yeah, please watch It's it. 2018. Like, the internet exists. Yeah. Go we, watch this trailer. We've already given you the liberty of, like, sound clips, but if that's not enough, just, like, watch this. If shit. you think we're being too harsh, like, I get it if you listen to our Justice League uh, episode and you're like, oh, man, these guys are too harsh, but obviously I'm not going to make you sit through the whole Justice League movie. You can take our word for it or not. This one, it's a two-minute trailer. You can you can watch it. Go watch it. Seriously. Yeah. If, if you guys if you guys think we're being too harsh, it's terrible. And uh, what I was gonna say is, the extra little stinker, little, little stinky poop on top of all of this, is um this is only available I believe through DC Universe, which is hasn't launched yet, but I think they're launching their own subscription service. Yeah. And the reason I say subscription service is because it's not just a streaming service. I believe they're gonna have like DC movies and TV shows on there, but they're also gonna have comics i think which is pretty cool i i I, we should make this disclaimer more often but we're not a news podcast you shouldn't trust us i look i'm only getting this from tony i had no idea the streaming service even existed well no well at the end of the the titans trailer they say dc universe and then it says meant like no no i i know for sure that this is their service promoting but on the side it says watch read shop connect okay. so the read part i'm assuming they're going to be allowing you to access their comics through there so i mean this could have been a lot stinkier than it is but the fact that there's comics on there makes me not entirely hate this service the stench isn't like nearly someone put probably. febreze on this, on this yeah so like you can poop. still like it's you can still feel its warmth you know <laughs> like it's really it, like your eyes are still watering because it, it's you're just still not as smelling. piercing yeah you, you it's just like Okay, maybe I can sit in this room for, like, two more minutes. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I honestly think that a subscription service like this is something that I'd be interested in. You know? Yeah. It's a... You get access to these DC comics. You don't have to, like, go to your comic book store or, like, buy a digital copy, which I never think is worth it. No, like, comics are really expensive. Yeah, you know? so It's, like, the, not a lot. A service like this, I think, could be actually pretty cool and interesting because it could get a lot of people who have not been into comic books, but now that they're mainstream, this could get some people into comic books. But see, the problem is, like... But I don't think anyone... And they're hoping, probably, that Titans will push a lot of people to this service. I I think they're wrong there. I think the major pull is the comics. But, okay, the thing is, you have to remember that Marvel was able to turn the regular-ass dude into a comic book fan. Just by virtue of decent writing, like if the if the film wasn't great, it was passable, and like the characters were good, you know. Marvel pulled one of the biggest cons of the decade. They they bait and switched in a good way, but they started off with movies like Iron Man, which were very your average Hollywood fare, something that the average you know Joe Schmo moviegoer is very familiar with. Iron Man's a fantastic movie on top of that. But these are all very safe, comfortable movies. Got the masses into it, and then slowly they ramp things up. They're like, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, now we're in space. And then they're like, all right, we're into this. And then they hit you with Doctor Strange. It's like, just magic's a thing. You know, no big deal. Thor, you know, there might be a god or two. Uh, And then fast forward 10 years, a glorious decade later... And there's a giant purple Josh Brolin, like, 
on a, on an IMAX screen, sold out theater, and there's just this purple fucking guy with a scrotum chin, with a big, with a big shiny glove, being yeah. like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I gotta collect the rocks. I gotta collect the forever rocks. And then he goes on to like my what, always um, glove is my... going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the forever rocks. But here, but what I'm trying to say, I'm probably making this point really poorly, but what I'm trying to say is comics have always been like that. Comics have been weird. And like and, ridiculous and, and ridiculous, outlandish. ridiculous, super outlandish. That's the perfect word. That never translated to movies because no one would watch it. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Marvel, like, slowly weaned you into it. Like, like, one drop at a time. And the average person doesn't realize that they fell for it. Yeah. You know? But over 10 years, the average moviegoer has become a nerd. And they're, they're, they're sitting there with their fucking IMAX goggles on, watching, you know, eating their fucking popcorn, watching purple Josh Brolin punch Doctor Strange in the dick. And they're like, this is normal and good. Yeah. But I think... <laughs> and it's amazing that they accomplished that. I love that. I think another thing, though, is that, like, they were also refining it themselves. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because, like... I mean, there are some out, like, few and far between, but, like, for example, the the first Captain America, the main villain is Red Skull. And, I don't know, they didn't do it very well. No. Um, and I, I feel like the more, the weirder moments in those earlier movies felt kind of out of place. But, like, they learned with the audience... And at the same time, kind of pushing them in that direction, too, so that they would be accepting of it. And then Infinity War, I'd say they perfected it. Yeah. And it, it worked really well. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm saying DC, while, yes, their, their, their subscription can pull in people to, you know, read comics or whatever, it's still not going to beat, like, if their main focus is still the movies, they have to make those good. Yeah, and Titans is not good. Yeah, and when you already have Marvel... Like, Marvel's TV shows, I guess, if you compare to Titans, are also well-renowned. And it's like, you know, now that there's such a high bar, you really have to work hard to win that audience. I don't want to say anything, like, crazy, like, I'll eat a brick if Titans is good, because, you know, I don't want to eat a brick. But my point is I'll be very, 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 very shocked if Titans is good. Because yeah. this trailer looks awful. Mm-hmm. And it's not stuff like... Uh, stuff that you could fix in post. No, you know? it just looks like the, the the entire concept is... Like just... it's rotten at the core. Yeah. It's not like you can swap out some sound effects or the music isn't exactly there. Or, you know, maybe even one or two reshoots. No, it's... Everything about this seems dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So how how many uh how many Jim Carrey masks are you going to give this this in, in terms of the, hype? On the hype meter, yeah. I'm going to say uh and this might shock you, but I'm I'm going to give it like a like a 3 Jim Carrey masks out of 10 because I have like a morbid curiosity for this. Like Same. I, I want to see it, exactly. like if it's good or if it's going to just fall on its ass. Yeah, I so would I was going to give it this like This is a... not a 0, right? Like, I'm, I'm very eager to see what happens with it. So, a 3 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to give it a 2 or 3 as well. Because, like, as as terrible as this is, it's bad to the point where, like, I do want to watch it just, like, I 
I could be surprised, but also, if it's not, I just want to watch The Trainwreck. Yeah. It's a new show, right? Because like, The Walking Dead, the reason I hated that is because it's its ninth season. I'm not going to go through nine seasons of that. This is a new show. Yeah. Like, I, there's no prerequisite. I can just jump in, watch it be shit, and then leave and yeah. have a good laugh, you know? Exactly. So that about does it for the DC. I mean, there's there's other DC stuff, but... We're not going to talk. That's that's yeah. the major but, DC I mean, revelations. Yeah, that that was a really long segment. So sorry if you guys aren't in, as interested in the in the. I I think Tony and I share a in <laughs> a love for watching this this train wreck of a of an attempt. I think we have an unhealthy obsession with DC's failures. I like feel like we've <laughs> talked about that. There, there are so many things we've talked about like multiple times on the podcast now. Like there's this, there, there's one thing that, oh yeah, the Lego movie we keep, we've brought up like so much. All right. So now we're out, we're out of DC. What, what else is there? Is, is there anything else? Um, so this is something I absolutely don't want to talk about, but I'll just put this out there. Uh, apparently Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon did, like, a drunk panel. Yeah, that's not... Uh, so there's a Venom trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I thought that came out a while ago. Oh, no, no. They uh they showed a few more scenes, but I don't think they're available online. I think they just showed them at the convention. So it wasn't anything crazy, like a full trailer. They just showed some clips. Um, what are your thoughts on Venom? I don't know. I, I watched the trailer, and to me... Venom looks kind of goofy. And I also think that the the Venom concept is a lot more interesting when you have when you have the main character to tie back to mm-hmm. because you can see how it affects that person, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I think Tom Hardy is that person. I guess so, but like I think I guess in like the Spider-Man stories when you learn a lot about that person and you have this established this like long establishment of what that person is and how the venom can just like completely overtake. Um, if I ever become like a politician, I'm going to ban autoplay videos <laughs> on websites. I just think that the, the concept of venom is more interesting when you have a very well-developed yeah well-developed established character over a long period of time rather than i mean i guess like okay <laughs> spider-man 3 not good but like I, haven't you seen donkey's video on making a masterpiece spider-man 3 is one of the best superhero movies of all time we gotta do an episode on that we should just review donkey videos dude dude guys if you if you have we're sponsored by donkey if you want to uh, have some laughs, go watch Video Game Donkey. Probably one of my favorite YouTube boys. He's incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't see how, like, Venom can kind of stand alone. I'm not, like, super excited about it. I forgot about it until yeah. I was looking for uh, Comic-Con recaps, you know? Mm-hmm. You think about that movie, like, yeah, sure, Tom Hardy's the main character, but, like, if the Venom was replaced with something else... Or, like, I guess you strip away the extreme aspect of Venom and how he turned into a monster. Is this still an interesting story anymore? I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I agree I'm not that hyped for it, but it has potential. Yeah. 
We also have a new James Cameron movie, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hadn't heard about that or, like, it's manga until you showed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it looked pretty cool. Like, the, the main character does look rather unsettling. Uh, I mean, I but I think that's kind of what they're going for. You know, with the, the big inhuman eyes and yeah. kind of uncanny valley, right? Because she mm-hmm. is a robot. Uh, I'll make a prediction, and I think that I predict that the fight scenes are going to be really cool. From what it seems, the CGI is really top-notch in this movie. Because yeah. James Cameron really likes pushing technological boundaries when it comes to his films. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of people I love in it, like Christoph Waltz. I fucking love that guy. Um, the fight scenes look like they're going to be really sharp. Um, wait, uh, there is a, there's the Purge TV show. Oh my god. I have to say, the trailer relieved me a bit. Because I thought it would be a TV show, as in a long-running series, multiple seasons. I was ready to be greatly upset. But, and I don't know if this makes it much better, because, you know, in a perfect world, this wouldn't exist in the first place. But it's a 10-episode miniseries. Mm -hmm. It's not like a full TV show. But, I mean, I think you guys are familiar with the Purge movies. It's the movies where all crime is legal for a night. And, and, you know, hijinks ensue. Except, honestly, The the Purge is a great premise for a comedy movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It sounds... Like two guys are like, this is our big chance. We're gonna rob a bank. And then everything goes wrong. Yeah. And then, like, meanwhile, like, everyone else is doing shit. Yeah. That could be really funny. Yeah, but unfortunately, they went the <laughs> other route. And The Purge was meant to be this horror movie. It has several sequels now. It's a bit of a franchise. They did like, they did one that was trying to be political. I think. Yeah, they're they did... they're trying to inject like a message into a lot of them now, like a political. Yeah, in the trailer for the Purge TV sh- series, the mini series, they're like, and this is what this is what makes America America. It's like, come on, dude. This it's not that. It's a ridiculous premise again. It shouldn't be like. Whatever. I'm a fan of ridiculous premises and exploring those ridiculous premises, but a movie was enough. Yeah. Maybe a sequel. Now there's a franchise, a miniseries, dude. Come there's on, only you're... so much you can do with like one yeah. concept. I, I'm not saying the movie was good, but like if we're just talking about the premise, it was an interesting premise. Yeah, uh... I don't want to give it a rating. I just it's, yeah, Cause whatever. Mostly because I don't know enough about the purge to come up with a funny rating exactly there's that movie directed by the rizza oh yeah cutthroat city that looks pretty cool yeah it's about some people doing shit during hurricane katrina yeah it's like the purge but good yeah exactly (laughs) um so i'm looking forward to that that seems really cool Mm -hmm. and i was like oh cutthroat city directed by Riza question mark? No, I've, I'm pretty sure he does direct quite a few films. They're, they're just bit, like they're just like underground. Um, whoa, yeah, he's been directing films since '99. What? His first directing credit was in 2012. Oh, he was acting. Yeah, That's like my bad. I, like I know Riz has been um, active in the film community. Yeah, like. Uh, he's in a lot of soundtracks that I think are really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's worked with... I think he's worked with Quentin Tarantino for Kill Bill and stuff. Like, I, I know, you know, that man has has a heart for movies. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. guess I just didn't know he was, like, 
directing. Yeah, I was just really surprised that he was directing this, which is cool. Apparently, he directed an episode of Iron Fist. Whoa, that's cool. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Again, I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about... I don't really know much about the movie, so... Yeah. I'll say, like, you know, six Rizzas out of ten for my hype. Yeah, maybe for, uh, like a six or seven. It looks really cool. So, I think that about does it for our coverage of San Diego Comic-Con. The, the uh, car, we, we didn't really go, but we, we just burned through all, everything. No, no, we went to San Diego. Right. We just couldn't get into Comic-Con. We, so, so we just, just stayed in the hotel. for. We're, we're recording this from the hotel. Right. In, in San Diego. We're not at the box office boys studio right now. We're in our portable studio. Yeah. We have this small suitcase with a button on it, and when you press it... It, it converts the room into a, a soundproof groomed studio. Exactly. So yeah, we're in San Diego. <laughs> Here, let me open a window. You can hear the beach. Hear that, guys? Some seagulls, too. Wow. Alright, close the window, man. It's getting it's getting hot. You're, you're letting the air All right, let me, AC out. I'm gonna close the window. It's a heavy window, man. Yeah. Alright, uh, I guess, yeah, that, that about does it, then. We'll, we'll be... <laughs> Leaving San Diego tonight. <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch the catch the catch the plane. That's in like half an hour, I think. Oh, we gotta. <laughs> We're definitely missing the plane if it's it. in a half an hour. <laughs> Good thing our our mobile studio also ha- has wheels. I'll just this giant black cube that we're gonna drive to the airport, and definitely no one's gonna arrest us. Yeah. Um, also, because we're obviously in San Diego right now, um, unfortunately, Andy said that he didn't want to pay for plane tickets, so... Yeah, so we're... we're just... Once again, Andy is not on this episode. Yeah, so sorry about that. So yeah, rate this five stars on iTunes. It uh, really helps us out. Yeah. Leave a review if you can. Uh, that'd be really cool. We have no reviews. Uh... <laughs> okay, so... Before we hop on our plane, <laughs> that we need to definitely catch because we're definitely in San Diego right now. Why don't you tell me what your favorite trailer was? I'd say my favorite was was probably Shazam. I think like that that was like a pleasant surprise, and you know Godzilla just looks really fucking cool. But I think both of those are just. Um, those, those were the, the main takeaways from this Comic-Con. How about you? I think Shazam's definitely the one I'm most looking forward to. But I will say that the most entertaining one for me was the Walking Dead trailer. That, that, yeah. Like, the, the amount of times I thought the trailer was going to end, but it didn't, was almost masterful in comedic <laughs> timing. You know what I mean? There's, it's... It's almost like an SNL sketch. Yeah, it's, it's comical that that's real. Seriously, guys, go watch it. Walking Dead Season 9 Official Comic-Con Trailer, that's what it's called. Yeah. Terrible. So anyways, guys, we, we gotta catch our plane now. Actually, it's, th- there it is, it's going right now, we, we gotta run after it. Oh, there. Ah! Bye, guys. Ah! We gotta rev up the mobile studio, we gotta go. Bye.